Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Becca, good to see you. Good to see you, friend. Yes. It's been a long time. We haven't seen each other face to face since the incident. The incident. The incident of last Wednesday morning. (laughs) Yeah, the last time we recorded was for our one year episode and so it was almost three hours long so we knew we wanted to do something big so we split it in half so it's fun to be back with you pal yes but for those of you who don't know um, yeah yeah we... this is like major breaking news. major time machine news if you haven't seen it already uh major news in becca stogner we, time well, as well. well well should we set up the story um, yeah, so we posted a video onto our Instagram of, as we did for the first High School Musical, me talking about why Ryan Evans was the best part of High School Musical 2 in 45 seconds. Didn't think anything was going to happen. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Last Wednesday morning, so November 10th, <laughs> I am getting my arse beat yes, and on a I, Wednesday morning lunch. And I'm also at work, so I get a notification and I, when I post on Instagram, when either of us post on Instagram, we usually tag the person that's in it, whether that's Miley or Demi Lovato, Jonas Brothers, whatever. We put, we tag them because you just never know. And I get a notification that says you have one like and one comment. And I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. Let me see who it is. And I'm at work too. I stop in, <laughs> I stop with a capital in my tracks because it said Lucas Grabiel. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it's a fan account. You did? I thought, it, because on our Instagram, we do get a lot of fan accounts that follow us. We do, us. yeah. So I thought it was a fan account at first. I Well, I was like, this is him, but I wanted to double check because I said, this is too good to be true. So I click on it and it is verified the- Lucas the Lucas, Lucas commented on our Instagram on our Instagram post. <laughs> and what did he say, Becca? Do you remember? He said, um, what an honor. Thank you so much for the kind words. And we were like, the honor is ours. Right. And w- with a blushing emoji and I with know. like three exclamation points. So I text wild. one, I knew you were at work, but I just couldn't. I, I, I had to call you. Obviously, so no. I'm, I'm in the middle of like last week's Wednesday lunch. We had like a a party of like 20 that was doing a surprise birthday party. And it was also like insane. Like I haven't worked a lunch as busy as the lunch that I worked last Wednesday in like probably a year. Mm -hmm. So that's happening. And I look at my phone for like a quick second and I had like a missed call, a voicemail and multiple texts from you. And I was like, what Uh is going on? And I think I replied and I was like, I'm literally getting my ass beat. Like, I, I know. And I, and, and I you said- were like, you've got like, please go look. It's worth it. So I looked and I was like, <laughs> like, I didn't even have time to process what had happened. But for the past week, like every time I've heard High School Musical or like thought about that, I've he's been like, seen oh, my us. God. And he's seen I know. you 
go on and on about him for, for how do you like how this this would be like you are like the biggest Lucas Grabiel fan I've ever met. I am. And the how only do- person there's only one person I think I've ever met that's a bigger fan than me. Well, I haven't met them officially, but yeah. someone who listens to yes the podcast that found us through our last but Ryan Evans video. How do you feel that someone you've talked to till you're blue in the face <laughs> has watched a 45 second video of you talking about him? It's so wild, and I'm just so thankful that I wasn't saying anything worse. Right. Like, I could have been saying something so much more creepy and weird. Right. I mean, obviously meaning it as a joke, but, like, still, it's insane to me. And then we got another verified comment on the post from a drag queen friend of mine. I know. Who was looking at my socials. So that post, with only 29 likes, somehow got two verified likes and comments. So you just never know what you're going to see. And... This kind of happened before a little smaller version, but it was still really cool. One time we tagged Allie and AJ in an Instagram story and they saw it. Their yeah. Instagram accounts. So, but this but is the, like the fact this that is major news. I texted my family. I said, when someone from High School Musical comments on your podcast Instagram page, and I went to visit them this weekend, and my sister go and I, in the text, I told them it was Lucas Grabule. And I, my sister goes, I thought it was just going to be like an extra or a dancer, not one of the main cast members. I said, I know. oh, no. this is probably, he was probably number four on the call sheet. I, I yeah. now I'm just manifesting that Miley or what if like Raven ever saw our Instagram? That uh, exactly. would be it for me. It, I would. <laughs> that would be it. I'm just, if I reacted like how I reacted with the Lucas Grabiel, I got like full body chills. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, so so you. The only really... reason I think I did it is because of how, like, how literally insane and how drowning I was on that shift. I didn't even have the time. Right. So when you were done with your shift, you got to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Were you like, what? The I just. Hell? I mean, it's been it's been a week to date since that has uh-huh. happened, and every couple days or so, I'll be like. Oh my god! Right, like that's our friend. This now this podcast is Lucas Grabiel approved. Mm. I went to a bonfire. Uh, I think either that night or the night after, and was that was all that was the talk of the fire. That was the talk of the night. Oh, every time. Oh, I. Anytime someone said hi, Hunter, I would be like, oh, I have a podcast, and Lucas Grabiel commented on it. They're like, I. Oh well, that's it, our that's our time machine four one one. But we also it, have a stacked Disney four one one since we right. haven't had one in a little while. No, no Lucas news, unfortunately. No, but that's news enough to to that's last us for enough. a while. Uh, so Lucas, if you're listening, hello, thank you, hello, <laughs> thank you. Come on the pod. Now that you know about us. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into some four one one, shall we? Let's get into it. All right, all right, all right, all right. First up is Hillary Duff recreates with love dance after 2007 performance goes viral on TikTok. Hillary Duff is showing off some old dance moves. After a years old performance of Duff recently went viral on TikTok, the 34 year old actress joined in on the fun by recreating her dance moves from her 2007 appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. She shared a video of herself dancing along to her song with love side by side with the original on Monday. 
Duff joked in her Instagram caption that she only gave into the trend so that she'd stop receiving messages about the about the viral video. Oh my God. Went on to say, so I can stop, and this is the full Instagram quote, so I can stop receiving texts about this. Also, I TikToked and it was a 12% kind of day. We, I don't, uh, oh, and Ashley Tisdale commented, yes. <laughs> um, okay, girl, supportive. We posted their Instagram post on our Instagram page. So what is, what would you think of, what do you think when uh, celebrities now, I think a lot of celebrities nowadays will see old stuff they did on Instagram or TikTok and recreate it in a, mm-hmm. what do you feel about that when they do that? I like it. I mean, it's, it's always fun when you can like go back and either like make fun of your old self or at least acknowledge that. Yeah. It exists. Right. And it, I, because I, I would see it all the time on TikTok. And the, have you watched the full, you've seen the dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best part is like the, when she puts her legs in and her knees like touch. Yeah, the Disney <laughs> knees. The Disney knees. It's the best. <laughs> oh, also she announced uh, How I Met Your Mother premiering in January. How I Met Your Father. How I Met Your Father. Oh, true fan already. You know, I will not be watching that. You know, I'll watch it and give my review. <laughs> you know, I'm there for you. All right. Speaking of new projects, Dylan Sprouse has been cast in a movie called Beautiful Disaster. Oh. It's based off the book, uh, Beautiful Disaster. It's a young adult novel and now a young adult feature. And so this is the description are you ready yes (laughs) in a beautiful disaster bad boy travis played by dylan sprouse is exactly what college freshman abby needs and wants to avoid he spends his nights fighting in underground boxing matches (laughs) and his days as the ultimate college campus charmer but abby wants nothing to do with travis intrigued by abby's resistance to his appeal travis offers her a simple bet if he loses his next fight he must remain sex-free for a month. What? <laughs> if oh, if he wins, Abby must live in his apartment for the same amount of time. Either way, Travis has no idea that Abby's dark past is about to emerge, and he may finally met his match. So my question is, why are Dylan Cole, Dylan and Cole, continuing to choose these kinds of projects (laughs) i don't know i mean dylan's probably just taking whatever he can get right now but this is about the same amount of quality as riverdale riverdale started real strong did it it did we loved the first season and i know but like looking and a half yeah the first half of season two (laughs) uh this is just not the right project for them i don't know what they need so tired of young adult novels and movies like that i'm so just, tired of it maybe i've been me, tired of it maybe it's just me because i think dylan and cole were so funny on the sweet life they just need to be in a in a like a like a how i met your like a how i met your father type show i think we're just okay. like a adults running around in new york city i mean i think riverdale is gonna be one of those shows that continues to get renewed until the end of time so. which i think all the actors are like, please cancel it. Please. I know, like, some of them look so tired of it. We point. beg you. We beg of you. We beg of you. 
All right, last story. Zendaya says she figured out a unique way to build her fashion credibility after years of being best known as a child actress on Disney Channel. She was Be recently- hot. <laughs> yeah, she was recently on a podcast and she says, another thing I felt like created an avenue and a land of my own that was outside of Disney Channel was fashion. She went on to say, I would show up to things I had no business being at just so I could get the look. The Euphoria star said people began to pick up on her tactic. I was called for years. Uh, I'm sorry. I was called for years. People would be like, oh, she's the seat filler. She just shows up to everything. Zadea went on to say, I was like, yup, but I look good though. So how about that? <laughs> Still on the best dress list. So that, my question queen, to you, Becca, absolute is, queen. would you ever just go, or have you ever gone to an event you really don't want to go to, or you weren't invited to, but you had a great fit on and you just wanted to be seen? Um, no, no. What no, about like, short answer? No. What about like, you have a really good outfit on. You said, I guess we'll just go to target just to. Oh, I've out. definitely done that. I got yeah. really dolled up and would go to Sonic like all the time in high school <laughs> just to do it. The person giving your mozzarella sticks is like, who is that in that car? <laughs> She's a million bucks. Zendaya is like the only Disney star that like doesn't have the Disney stain on her. Like when I think Zendaya, I don't think Disney. She was also awarded the young. She was she was awarded the style icon at the at some fashion awards yeah. recently, and it's the youngest. I just ever love it. Like she had a fully starring. She was like the lead on two Disney shows. Yeah, and she does not like. She has ascended so far beyond think, that. Like people would never say the Shake It Up star. Do you think it's because our generation was kind of out the door when Zendaya rolled in, so we really don't think of. But when Zaya, when I started talking more and more about Zendaya or started her being in my consciousness was when she was older. Like I knew it was like, oh, she's on that Disney show. But like, or is it because her shows were popular, but there were no high school musical Hannah Montana? Maybe. I mean, they weren't smashes and Shake It Up is more of like notorious for being bad than it is anything else. But then also Zendaya has like, transcended again, like euphoria again, like has she's picked doing... has picked correct projects yeah dylan and cole are picking riverdale and whatever the sex packed <laughs> boxing movie is and zendaya is doing spider-man doing euphoria dune dune dating tom holland dating tom holland it's, it was confirmed yeah and the spider-man trailer looks awesome of course i it watched does. it anyway did you, did you expect anything else I love Spider-Man. Anyway, and I love Zendaya. Who doesn't love Zendaya? That's very true. Who does not love Zendaya? I don't think anyone's been like, ugh, Zendaya. She's just fun. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the four-on-one I got for you. Hope well, you liked it. Earlier, we spoke of Disney knees. <laughs> and- oh, yeah. <laughs> Today, we are focusing on the album of the era that was probably the biggest defender of the Disney knees. Oh yes, it's uh, we're doing an album review of Demi Lovato's debut. Don't forget. Yes, this is the second album review we have done so far. The first one was Hillary Duff, the the woman who kicked off the trend of Disney. Well, technically, it's our third because we did that Disney Mania CD too. Oh, we did. Well, this is the second solo effort. Yeah. So yes, we're covering Demi Lovato's "Don't Forget," which was their debut album. It was released September twenty third. 2008 and it debuted at number two on the billboard 200 really 
Yeah, it debuted at wow. number two on the Billboard 200 and was eventually certified gold. It nice. sold over 530,000 copies in the United States. That's and it started recording around when they were filming Camp Rock. Yeah. So what is your memory with this album? I don't have memories of like the album as a whole, um, but I definitely had uh, Get Back and La La Land were some of the first songs I bought for my iPod Nano. Oh, really? Back in the day. I definitely remember when the music video for Get Back premiered on Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, we'll get to some of my stories with the like specific songs, I guess. But oh, wow. in general, okay. it was just like some of the songs I did really like a lot and they were... So formative in my sixth. So you list. Years. So so you've listened to this full album before. No. Okay. Same with me. I've only heard up until this point a couple of the songs. So this was the first one. I heard all of the big ones, and then there were a couple of them that I heard that I was like, I've definitely heard this before. <laughs> yeah. So Demi started. Demi got uh, their record contract after was after Demi was cast in. Camp Rock and was cast in Sunny with a Chance around the same time. And so after Lovato submitted an audition tape and Gary Marsh, Disney's president of entertainment, asked them to sing, Lovato recalled that they kind of put me on the spot. I don't mind it when people put me on the spot. It's kind of like, hey, I'm not going to get nervous. I'm just going to do what I do. So I did what I did. Lovato performed Christina Aguilera's Ain't No Other Man and Hollywood Records senior vice president Bob Cavallo. Sorry, Bob, if I... (laughs) Ah, sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob, I know you're listening. Said that their jaws just dropped. The stunt resulted in Lovato receiving the lead role in Camp Rock and recording deal with the label in early 2008. Which makes sense because this album, if nothing else, is just a proof of like how good of a singer Demi is. Yes. I would say besides Miley... Demi has the strongest voice from that Disney class. Oh, absolutely. And when looking some more background of this album, this was per- this album was produced by the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. And the Jonas Brothers produced one, two, three, four, five songs and wrote with Demi Lovato one, two, three, four, five, six. Eight. Wow. Eight wow. out of 11 songs were written oh by... Oh my gosh co-written by the Jonas Brothers and unlike the Hillary Duff album we covered Demi wrote every single song on this album every this single will, song we'll be referencing periodically I guess Hunter sent me like a behind the scenes of the making of the album that aired on Disney Channel I think at some point mm-hmm. and those videos and some of these lyrics and songs brought me to the theory that Demi has always been unhinged uh, Becca <laughs> you and me are on the same <laughs> You and me are on the same page. Because there's this one song that we'll get to. I said, we should have known. We, we I know. Some of these lyrics, I was like, Ooh. and some of the stuff they were saying in the video, I was like, this is a little, a little wackadoo. Yeah. A little wackadoo, so the, Dems. The album was pretty well, well received. Basically positive about Lovato's vocals on the album, saying they are certainly a stronger singer than the Genesis. In fact, full-bodied vocal performances are consistently impressive and a lot of them a lot of the reviews and a lot of the background said at this time especially since the Jonas Brothers were such a big hand of making this album the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato were two sides of the same coin 
it was kind of the it was kind of like the 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 opposite like if you like like they were package deal yeah at at this time they were for a good three years if you saw the jonas brothers you knew dim lovato was probably two steps behind them and Mm -hmm. vice versa which i miss that i know but yeah dimmy wanted the jonas brothers to help with this album and I mean, that's also an like an instant way to get it. That's probably part of why it was so successful. Yeah. Um, Lovato explained that their goal was to have fun with this particular album and that they would include deeper themes on their sophomore efforts, stating you won't necessarily find a lot of dark songs on this album, but hopefully you will the next album. It's my first one, so I want it to be fun, stuff you can drive around in your car and jam out to. Makes sense. So there you go. So I think we're just going to go. That's a little history a little spark note history for you so should <laughs> we go, go track by track track by track and just see how we do yeah all right first off start off with a with a strong one written by Dimmy, nick joe and kevin nice la la land not Which to be we... confused with ryan reynolds and emma <laughs> emma stones la la ryan reynolds uh ryan gosling, ryan gosling. We did just talk about La La Land a couple weeks back as like an example of Mandela effect stuff. But this song, when this came out, this rocked my world. This was like the anthem of anyone in middle school that was like different. Yeah. I I like this song. This is probably the one I remember the most. Yeah, it's definitely I, one of my favorites. And I mean, we talked about there's two different versions. Aida yes. Ronalds. <laughs> Rainy McRonalds. Is it Ronald or McDonald? It's it's both. <laughs> that that's that's the thing we can all ponder. Imagine if they were like upscale McDonald's and they were called Ronalds, Ugh. and like the the food was the same, but you sat at like a candlelit table or something. I mean, there's always so a singers always sometimes put out songs about like, oh, it's so hard to be famous. I'm just a regular person like you. Yeah. And sometimes they rub me the wrong way, but this one's fun. This is not Demi trying to say. Ooh, fame is such a burden. This is just Demi being like, I'll be famous, but like, I'm still going to be myself, which is a better message than what a lot of those kind of songs will be. I don't know. We talked about it, but now listening to La La Land and just basically the song goes, I won't give in to Hollywood or. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I know Hollywood probably just amplified their problems, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, I think, clear from the beginning that they've always had some kind of demons. Yeah. You know, like that just that's just kind of exacerbated by it. But I'm like the converse with my dress line had a chokehold on me through like <laughs> all of middle and high school every time I would put a fit together. And I think what's a bit what's a big thing about this album is I think every song has a belting moment. For yeah. Demi. And there's a the one I love in this one is go run and mingle, baby. That's not me. No, oh wait, no. no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I take that back? Yeah. It's it's that the very end, the last time Demi goes La La Land. No, when they scream machine. I'm sorry. Oh, and they're like, Tell me, do you feel the way I the feel? Way I feel. Nothing, nothing else is real. And then la, la La Land. It's appeal, but oh, appeal. I'm sorry. La La Land. La Land. Hit it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, then they, yes, Michelle. I hope everyone's volume was turned up as loud as possible for oh, that. Oh, we are riffing and running. I'm, <laughs> I'm staying myself tonight. 
yeah and it's a good song so referencing the video i sent to becca demi said that this album may surprise people because it's more rock pop than pop there are a lot of shredding guitar moments in this that I which really is so appreciate. because i listened to demi's most recent work and it is very not rock anymore demi made the switch i think around 2011 2012 yeah with like give your heart a break and neon lights like that era when, kind when, of full, when, full, when full went full pop yeah but along with la la land being an one an awesome song to open with i always wonder how you decide which tracks go in which order i know but i think la la land really opens the album strong but it's a strong song with an even stronger music video i think of the music video one because i play on disney channel all the time but yeah. it was also kind of used to promote sony with a chance because all the actors from sony with a chance were featured in the music video mm, i remember that so i i would say this is a really strong contender for i think we'll also do uh a favorite track and our not favorite track yeah and some of the reviews of this song said this is a good one they e online praised the writing and mocking hollywood phonies is always cool by us and bonus hmm. points to dim Lovato for doing it while rocking out in admirable form, screw, skewing the La La Land machine with sass and grit. Disney's latest ever girl rock star seems like they might eventually give Miley Cyrus a run for her money. So they're already like, oh boy, we got a new Disney Disney singer in town. I mean, just the way like when that song comes on, they're like, like it gets me hype. I can't deny. Because this was up until now, it was just. Uh, Jonas Brothers and Miley. Yeah. And you know what Jimmy... else gets me hype is the opening shred on the second track. What's the second track? Get back. We got two. I know. La La Land and Get Back are back to back. I'm trying to see. I wonder if the Jonas Brothers. Okay. I'm trying to see. Nick does guitar for. Um, La La Land and Get Back. Nice. Nick Jonas does guitar. I How remember the that? video for Get Back so vividly because she and, had on the and, red. Demi had so, on the red so, gloves. And Kevin Jonas also does guitar for Get Back La La Land. So. Do you remember that video though? With like the yeah. red, they and had Jimmy's... on the red fingerless gloves and they were singing on the roof. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks like they have paint on their hands because yes. the red is so bright. It's so red. I, I do... used to... So this was one of the, like, like I said, this is one of the first songs I had on my Nano. And I would have friends or like just people I interacted with in school at the time that were like, I have screamo music on my iPod. And they would play like the used or something. And a, a couple of times I would be like, I have screamo music too. And I would play them the bridge where Debbie goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, I would yeah. get, I would get roasted, but I would be like, oh. no, that she's screaming. <laughs> I mean, like anything with any kind of screaming in it was too hardcore for me up until like maybe a they're, couple years they're ago. They're screaming. They're screaming. You can't get over. No, I mean like I mean like like that kind of screaming. Oh, you know, oh. like metal screaming. And I had friends that would play me that kind of stuff, and I'd be like, I have some too, and I would play them this. <laughs> <laughs> if I was your friend back then, I'd be like, this is great, right? 
I but think... I also didn't have an iPod Touch at the time, so I would have to plug my headphones in and turn my volume all the way up and just hold my headphones like out near them because my iPod didn't have a speaker. Wow. The dark wow. ages. We have really come a long way as a society, I know. and I'm really happy for <laughs> us and for you and for everyone involved. In the video I sent Becca, Demi talks about Get Back and how they wanted to write a song more about not about loving and not about breaking up, but wanting to get back together, which I think was fun. And I different. love, I love this song. I just, so what, Demi's what, 15 around this time, 16, 15, Probably 16. when they were writing it, yeah. Maybe like I 16, just, 17, I don't know. Now, you are great with words. You write poetry. I do. You can buy Becca's uh, book of poetry on Amazon. Plug you can. Her, a, a plug. You can also buy it directly from the press I released it with if you don't want to support Amazon for oh, any reason. Oh, sorry. But... Well, I ordered it from Amazon. Whoopsie. Well, that's okay. Oh, wait, it's usually cheaper remember. on there. Anyway, so do you think at 15, 16, you could write a song like this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, and Demi goes in that video I sent you that they don't really know how they can write a song either. It just kind of comes out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not, that's not to discredit this song. Like it's, it's impressive. Like it, it's not, the lyrics aren't like, no, like, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing like similes and metaphors. It's ba- basically very, uh, very straightforward, but I'm just saying, I wish a 15, 16 year old pop star at the time was being real with all of us and saying, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I don't want, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Cause that would mean, I'm like, I don't know what, I wouldn't know what to say. I guess they're just passionate. They're musicians. Well, so the people know that don't say. know what to say aren't the ones writing the songs though. It's the only thing. <laughs> so <laughs> that would <laughs> like, be show us your songs. Show us the songs you wrote. I have no songs. Exactly. I mean, it would be like, I'm sitting in my bed. The air condition is blowing cold. Just like my heart because you left me. Wait, that was actually good. Write that down, write that down. I will not. <laughs> Should I come up with a Time Machine theme song so that I come up with? Ugh. And present it? Uh, present it next week? Eh. You may try. I may try. We'll, we'll you see. You may try. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I think Get Back is so far... Two tracks are 10 out of 10 for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then we get to number three. You don't like this one? I kind of do. Uh, I just don't. So number three is called Trainwreck. I just don't know how I feel about whoever this is about. It's like, I love you even though you're a mess and a half. Okay, no. Well, the lyric, the lyric is technically, you're a train wreck, but I would not love you if you were not. So Demi is basically like, if you had your shit together, I would not give you a second glance. But because you're a mental case, I'm in love with you. <sighs> the lyrical content is fishy. This is one of the ones that made me listen to it and be like, Demi? I just don't know how I but... feel about if I knew that that song was about me and like, oh, I, I understand. Because I'm such a mess. I, I don't think that it's the best lyrically. It's just like, it's still got good music and it's got good vocals. So I can kind of like ignore that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I liked this one a little bit when I was growing up. I remember hearing it a couple times. Yeah, this is the only song on the record that Demi wrote all entirely about themselves. Okay. And... That goes to just referencing back the video about what, what was some of the things that you were, so since we're talking about train wreck, 
what are some of the things you were like, this video is a little fishy fish. It was basically, well, the opening of Trainwreck being like something about the medication making the pain worse and having to see the doctor. I was like, um. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even anything specific. It was just kind of like the tone and the way that they were talking and the expression on their face. I was like, was this is the much... same face they're making in the house with the ghost on Unidentified. So <laughs> my favorite thing about the video <laughs> is that what's next for Demi? And Demi goes, I just want to continue making music and continue singing and maybe directing one day. And I go, investigating aliens was not on that list. <laughs> it was not. And then the one where they were like, I just wanted to like write a song about my best friend, like for my best friend. Right. Do we know I, which one that one is? Is it Two Worlds Collide? Two Worlds Collide. Okay, that's what I thought. Which I, when we get to it, I have my theory on who it's about. And I feel okay. like it's the same theory. But that's another thing about the video. For someone who writes music and can write similes and metaphors and the way they were explaining why they wanted to make the record was very much like, uh, I just like making music and I just kind of write things. I mean, happens. Make... Like, people I mean, have that... asked me what stuff I wrote is about and I'm kind of like, oh. Uh. It's just funny. It's just funny to me. No, I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was... Any any closing thoughts on Trainwreck? I don't, I don't have that much to say about it. I just think that it's like... It's kind of a bop if you don't pay close attention to the lyrics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, some of it's like the, it's like a seven out of ten for me. Seven out of ten. That's solid. That's all. All right, then we got party. This is another one. I was like, Demi. This one. Are you doing coke? Oh, <gasps> you thought that? <laughs> yes. Give me a line why you thought well, that. Because right at the end of the song, Demi goes, "Let's do it again." <laughs> You are a menace. A menace, I say. Demi. I just didn't like how this song was. They referenced it. They referenced summer, summertime. Yeah. This album came out in September. I know, <laughs> right after the fact. This and is then also they just kind of like you have what I would consider to be three strong songs followed by one that's just kind of like fine. Yeah. This was the first flop of the album for me. And then also. They screamed Dallas, Texas at one point. It was just a I lot. Know. It, <laughs> it's weird. And, and maybe that was the reason is it sounded like a lot because it was supposed to reference a big party. I guess. And I don't know. I mean, I liked how it wasn't because I feel like some artists can just do a trap where every song is about either either a breakup or um, a getting back together or a love song. I kind of yeah. like variety in the al- an album where nothing wrong with that. No, there's definitely a good amount of like variety tracks on here that just, you know, I, I variety guess especially, does not. I guess especially when you're 15. Yeah. I guess I'm like, what kind of life experience? I just thinking about me and I was pretty boring at 15. So, I mean, and I'm not a pop star at 15. So a pop star at 15 has much more things to say than a 15 year old who is in 10th grade. Right. And has to go to study hall mm-hmm. like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So party, I will not be partying to the song. Sorry. Yeah, it's a skip for me. And then, at least in my opinion, we had really two strong tracks. And for me, three through four were kind of a dip. Kind of a dip in the album. But then, we're about to get back to back to back um, hits, I think. Okay. So the next song is On the Line, featuring the Jones Brothers. This song is enjoyable. I have no idea what it's about. I have no it's- idea. <laughs> It's just about, hey, let's say what we're going to say and leave it on the line. I mean, but the lyrics were like, 
the lyrics I heard just kind of in passing were like red and mailbox. And I was like, wait, what is happening? I remember as a kid hearing this and there's a part where Nick Jonas sings because Joe sings, Demi sings, and they all sing in the chorus. And then this, the, the second verse, Nick starts it off and says something, but that's when Nick had a really high pitched voice Mm -hmm. and was really not pronunciating. And then it's so funny because Demi's line is, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this whole song. What like did I you said, say? <laughs> say what? But I always thought that was so funny. It was like, it's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and Demi's like, what did you say? It's just funny. I mean, I always love a good uh, Joe Bro, Jimmy the Body Club. Oh, of course. I like, can't help it. It's vocally, it's very good. I mean, like, it's a bop for sure. I just was like listening to the lyrics kind of in passing on the drive home and was like hearing just words being like, uh. Yeah. And the, the video, they, they, they talked about their relationship with the Jonas Brothers and how basically they're all best friends and couldn't imagine making this album without them without the Jonas Brothers. And Rip. it just, well. Well, Rip Demi and Joe did hang out the other night. Yeah. So. I mean, I wonder if it's, I mean, Demi and Joe did date. I wonder if it's it more did. of a Nick thing. Maybe. Because Demi had, not, not to, not, 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 blah, blah, blah. let me rewind. Not, <laughs> not, 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 not. Not to fast forward a couple years, but Demi has a song on one of their albums that came out two years ago called Ruin the Friendship about Haley, I want to go to the next step in our relationship and not just be be more than friends. And the rumor was it's about Nick Jonas. About Nick? About Nick Jonas. Didn't Demi only date Joe? Demi only dated Joe, but that, but the, but mm-hmm. Nick, but a couple years ago, but a couple, mm-hmm. okay. It's a little, little Demi Lovato Jonas Brothers history for you all. That happened okay. probably around four or five years ago. So Demi Lovato and Nick Jonas and the Jonas Brothers all collaborated from Camp Rock up until I would say four years ago. They they stayed tight. And then when Nick did his solo thing and Demi Lovato was cool for the summer, cool for the summer, heart attack type vibes. Yeah. They... Like, I think Demi and Nick started their own record label. What? Un- under, like, another record label. Anyway, so they they did, like, a joint tour, a Demi Lovato-Nick Jonas tour. Yeah, I feel like they I remember remained, that. They remain close. And yeah. so there's a song on Demi, Demi Lovato's album called Tell Me You Love Me, where mm-hmm. there's a song called Let's Ruin the Friendship. And it's Ooh. about taking the friendship to the next level. And everyone thinks that it's about Nick Jonas. Because there's like references to like Nick, like guitars, cigars, because Nick Jonas smokes cigars, I guess. So like, why is it taking so much time? Anyway, you just got to listen to it. So I think maybe where that rift was with the Jonas Brothers is a little patchy because of a Nick Jonas situation, in my opinion. Interesting. But... It just makes me sad because I feel like Demi Lovato and Jonas Brothers were a moment in time. They absolutely were a moment in time. I mean, were... Camp Rock was a moment, and then this album, like coming out right after, was a moment. Demi Lovato really like Disney teed Demi Lovato up for success. They did. 
They they gave them everything all at once. They had a movie, an album, and a show like back to back. All to back. at once. Okay, let me see. Which is probably we- why they had to do coke. We're <laughs> a menace, I say, a menace to society. All right, I'm gonna do some dates for you to see how how Disney. You're gonna go t- on some dates. For I'm gonna me? go. Okay, guys, I'm gonna take the Zoom. We're gonna go to Cheesecake Factory. I'm gonna wait for my date. I'm gonna we're gonna continue. And I'm gonna watch. We're, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna you're gonna hear us eating. Okay, so I'm gonna do some dates. Okay. Because I want to see how intertwined everything was with Demi Lovato yeah. in Disney at this time. So, Camp Rock came out. June 2008. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, Demi's first album came out September, September 2008. Yeah. Sunny with a Chance premiered February 2009. Oh my gosh. No so, sleep. Bus. Club. Another club. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Disney said, Oh, you're ready? Let's get you going. Dang. Wow. How good. How good was their cover of Ain't No Other Man that they were just like, <laughs> take it, take it all. Literally. <laughs> they were looking at Miley like. Wow. So they were shaking their last couple dollars out of Miley like, hmm. Who else do we got back there? <laughs> and you just hear, don't you think, honey? Ooh, wow. Uh, like, I cannot imagine. So in a span of a couple of months, went from an audition and that's not even including as the bell rings. But really, Camp Rock really teed it off for them. I always forget about that until someone mentions it. And then I have like a five-second flashback. But you know that means if it premiered in February, you know that means They were shooting. Long- yeah, this was like were- all happening within- So Camp Rock's starting with a chance and the album were all happening at the same time. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, and I mean, that's why I peaked at number two. I mean, how could it not? You had a show- you were with the Jonas Brothers. The like literally Disney literally gave like put her or them, I'm sorry, put them in the elevator and said, going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and up they went. Up they went. All right. A- any last closing thoughts on on the line? No, I'm just ready to get to the next one. <gasps> All right then. The next one is the title track. Don't, Don't forget. forget. Which might be my favorite. Again, it's mind. so good. It's oh my really god, good. it's so good. And this is and what like Demi video, said. The video I remember of them like playing the guitar in the going, pouring, the going, pouring going, rain. The camera zooms in, and Demi's looking sad, and the tour bus, and looks yes. at the camera. Isn't there this, like a carousel behind them at one point? Carousel behind them as they hold an umbrella, and it's pouring down rain. God, I remember it so vividly. And I mean, I I really think Demi put all their heart into this because even yes. Demi said this is their favorite song it's out of all so them. I think, yeah, I mean, you can't. I, I I think this is one of Demi's best songs. It is. When and I think of Demi Lovato, I kind of had a realization today that I have not really enjoyed any music Demi has put out since like 2010, except for like a couple of songs here and there. Yeah. I mean, but this I, is just so it's so good. They are they are dropped in vocally, dropped in vocally the whole time. The the feeling they, they, in it they is were so going strong. through, but they're recording. Yes, but like the feeling in from the soft vocals into the strong, like the powerhouse vocals yeah. is such a move, and it's just such a feeling of like 
Don't forget about me. Being so close to somebody and then suddenly it's like they don't exist anymore. Yeah. It is like a weird, that is weird in life. Where you're like, I mean, we've all been through it and it's just weird when you're connected with someone for so long and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, sometimes you don't even realize it. Yeah. And I love the like, our love is like a song. You can't forget forget it. it. Where it's like stuck in your head and you're like, there are some, you're trying to, but you just can't. Like there's some people and memories, even if you're, you haven't talked to in years or it yeah. ended badly or whatever, that you will always, at least for me, you will always like think of yep. even, and I can like, and I can still like, depending on what the situation is or was, I can separate what happened with the relationship or the friendship or whatever with the memory. If you like, it takes a long time to get to that place yeah. though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, ah, yeah. And then you'd be like, that was fun. And like for and like, you know, like for a while when something happens with between someone and you have a really good memory, but and then you retell the story and they're you don't retell them. You don't retell the story with them in mind. Yes. You'd be like, oh, and <laughs> another person was there. But then time goes on and you add that name back in. Yeah. Anyway, don't forget, there's a reason why it's the title track. It's so good. I don't and, even and- like, I don't even know what else to say. Don't forget about it. Demi did So good. And Demi so said, good. my album will be called Don't Forget because you will not forget about me. That's true. Then we have a song. <laughs> oh, Don't Forget, also written by Lovato and the Jones Brothers. Nice. So again, making musical magic, baby. They are. Making musical magic. Gonna get caught. Ooh. Oh, saucy. Ooh. Demi's talking about. Saucy. Someone been cheating, lying, oh. and oh. you're gonna get caught. Oh, what do you what do you think about the song? It's fine. Yeah, pretty I mean, much all the rest of the songs up until the end are fine. Yeah, they're really run of the mill. Nothing. This nothing album ventured. is not as as copy and paste as a lot of the other ones were because there is some variety to the songs, and it's also not one of the ones where like the singles are the only good songs. Yeah. But it does kind of get to this place. I think the last like one, two, three, like the last five, six songs are just like. Yeah. Yeah. They're. I, yeah, I, I 100% agree that there's a lot of strong singles. And then I don't remember if some songs are singles or they were just played on Disney Channel. Yeah. Which, so it gets kind of muddled. But I think overall so far, we're not even, I think we're half, we've been talking halfway through the songs, but. I mean, and this CD is a solid 30 minutes, which I very much it's enjoy. 37 minutes and 43 seconds. Hey. Which is definitely on the shorter side for an album. It's only 11 songs. Yeah. But even 11 song albums are like longer than that, usually. Yeah. But. So then we get Two Worlds Collide. Which is the one that Demi said they wrote about their best friend at the time. Which I think. Who do you think it was? I think it was Selena Gomez. It had to be. Who else is Demi? Unless it was like with? their best friend from like childhood or something, but even which is also Selena Gomez. And this song was also used in Princess Protection Program. It has to be about Selena Gomez then. The, the decom be. they did. It's gotta be. I maybe, like this maybe song. the only reason they didn't say in the video it's about my best friend Selena Gomez is because Selena Gomez was like not as big of a deal at the time that they were making those videos. I mean, Wizards of Waverly Place premiered in 2007. Did it? Mm-hmm. So this is 2008. Weird. So Demi Lovato. It's weird that they wouldn't have said that. Maybe, maybe they were just so synonymous that they could just say "my best friend" yeah. and people would be like, "Yeah." Because 
Princess Protection Program came out, I think, in 2009. It had to have been. Oh, my God. Demi got no rest. Demi got, Demi got no rest. <laughs> Demi got no rest. And Literally. you know what people do when they don't have any rest is they do cocaine. Stop it. But they do. Princess Protection Program came out in June 2009. Wow. And hey, at least oh, I'm not oh, like her oh. friend Matt going, oh, are we going to talk about the heroin? And they started filming Princess Protection Program March 2008. Ah! So, literally. Jeez. Literally. Club. Dinner. <laughs> Club. It was, a, it was really like no movie. Sleep. No sleep. Movie. Album. Show. Tour. Another movie. Another Jeez. show. No sleep. Talk about Disney Demi Channel Lovato. games. Oh my God. Demi, Demi Lovato no is the definition. Lovato is the definition of zero to sixty. I like two thousand eight and two thousand nine. They must have never slept a wink. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the man of melatonin. Demi must have been taken that those two years. But uh, two worlds collide is fine. It's, it's one very- of the songs that I think I had heard maybe once or twice before this. It's very much it's nice. Yeah. The or there's an orchestra. It's just about Demi saying that you gave me strength yeah. through all your troubles. I wonder if I often I find I have trouble with this as a writer myself, that I often find writing more positive and happy things or writing things about my happy experiences is much mm-hmm. more difficult than writing things about my negative and, and difficult experiences. You said writing things Writing things about things that are, like, happy is harder, basically. So, like, if I was writing, like, an ode to someone or if I was writing a poem to, like, say how much someone meant to me, it would be a lot harder to come up with something that was, like, as good as the the darker stuff. Yeah, I think – because I think with darker things, you just have more rich words to describe it as. And you just have more, like – I mean, when you vent, you just – you're like Mm – literally like a chainsaw so but i totally get it i i think happy songs are fun they are fun and there's definitely a place for them i'm just saying that like sometimes they are harder to make good i guess yeah at least in my personal experience no yeah hey i'm you're the writer not me (laughs) very true so uh next song is the middle i i forget what it even was <laughs> basically like so... hey, relationship let's meet in the middle and figure okay. it out and that's all right <laughs> okay. don't you love the my favorite kind of album reviews are when you get to a track you just go that was a song yeah and that's, had... with some of these disney albums it really is like that's how some of these are it was a song it had a melody it happened and it had a title I mean, the middle is about Demi Lovato being eager to go for a ride with a guy and willing to crash and fall just for the thrill of it. Okay, Demi, stop what you're doing. <laughs> it's time for therapy. Demi has no time for therapy. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm reading like references throughout her music of this album. I mean, Trainwreck contains references to medication. They've always been unhinged. And then the next track is the next track is until you're mine until you're mine which is about lovato is desperate to fill an emotional vacancy with a boy i won't stop until you're mine 
I won't stop until you're mine. Very scary. <laughs> scary behavior. <laughs> scary <laughs> Lovato behavior. And I mean, it, it just like, I wonder, I don't know. 16 year old i mean we all love when 16 year olds come out with songs i guess when we were young yeah but then you're looking back and you're like should 16 year olds be feeling this much i did (laughs) well i mean like and no one's being like are you okay i well i think everyone just kind of has the understanding that like everything as when you're a teenager feels a lot bigger than it is and you just have to feel it before you realize that like whenever somebody tells you like you're not in love with this boy. You're 14. You're like, don't tell me what to do. But then you'll be 24 and be like, no, you're right. Yeah. I know. I wonder what Demi Lovato and everyone, every singer who's put out an album before they're 21, what they think of it. If I had made an album of the songs I wrote when I was in eighth grade, I would want every copy of it burned. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you didn't have Disney behind you. No, I didn't. But still, just the lyrical content alone. I mean, I remember I had to write a song for a chorus class or something, and I thought this was like, I was like, the Beatles have been very quiet since I wrote this song. <laughs> no, what was the lyrical content? I don't remember, but it was like something about dreams and something something about like oh god what was it it was like dreams are so hard to get oh but, <laughs> <laughs> it was like dreams are so hard to get sometimes you gotta fall <laughs> oh my gosh it's like lay it down lay it all on the track so hard to get when you so gotta fall Maybe it won't work out. Ooh. Sometimes you have to try them all or something like that. I mean, I had a song that I wrote when I was around. <laughs> and this the age Grammy goes too. That was called Head Over Heels. And the chorus went Head Over Heels. It's like slipping on banana peels. <laughs> so that's what would have been out in the ether if I had made an album at this age. Yeah, I agree. All your albums would have been burned. Mm-hmm. Then we get to a song that I really want us to talk about. The closing track. I liked this one fine. Believe in me. It seems, it's very genuine. Like it, it felt like it came yes. from a very genuine place. Yes, I felt like this was probably the most, out of all the tracks, one of the ones that Demi really, cause I mean, you hear all the time that, oh, I wrote this, but what they wrote, instead of two, you put both and they get the credit, you know what I mean? Yeah. This one I can definitely, it, it, I, it was one of the most real ones on the track. Basically, the song uh, Believe in Me is about Demi wanting to believe in herself and doesn't feel pretty when they wake up and mm-hmm. wants to believe that everyone's special in their own way. And I really enjoyed the song. And it just goes to show that Demi's always been, this has always been their brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their brand is always been very i mean maybe probably this was more shielded back in watered down i guess back in the day but always like i've really struggled with self-worth and confidence and i really had to remind myself because that's i feel like that's her through line all throughout her career it's like i've all my struggles and about really with self-confidence and stuff and i think i i enjoyed it 
I did and too. I like this song because it was a kind of a full thought song. I didn't like it as much as the ones that I really love, but yeah. I did. A- I like it best out of all the like middle of the road ones, I guess. I liked it best out of all the ones I've never heard before. Yeah. I enjoyed it that uh, the Believe in Me song started with like, I don't believe in me. And then it ended with, I do believe in me. Yeah. I liked it. It was a good way to end the. It is a good way to end the album. In the album. So that's all the tracks. That's don't forget. That's don't forget. And we won't forget. Very true. So what are your overall thoughts about Demi Lovato's first album and basically Demi Lovato as basically the second Disney's next singer? I know. Demi as an artist at this time was very new and very exciting. Yeah. Um, Demi was And I think a lot of that energy still holds up for this. I would say it was... So you had, at the time, it was Miley and Jonas Brothers. But then Demi Lovato comes around, and that's mm-hmm. when it was Demi Jonas Brothers. Yeah. And Miley was different in Demi in different ways. Because that's who you would compare. You would compare Miley and Demi. Because Selena hadn't put anything out yet. Yeah. Demi was more rock. Demi was really very rock. much rock. And Miley... Miley's was... just now starting to be rock in, like, 2020. But back then... Especially because I think Miley exclusively only put out Hannah Montana albums and then one album with Meet My B. Cyrus. Yeah. Up until Demi came. Mm-hmm. And it was still, it was more poppy. It was always more poppy with like a little twang. Yeah. Yeah. D- Miley was pop, pop country, country yeah. pop. And then, I mean, Seven Things is kind of rock, but. We're not there. And Allie, Allie and AJ were like rock as well, but Demi is like more almost hard rock than Allie and AJ. I mean, Demi's got the Demi's Demi's screlting. Demi is screlting. <laughs> Demi is screlting and Disney kneezing, <laughs> just all of that stuff. I mean, but at the time, okay, now the table is set. Disney has set the table. You have pop country with Miley. You have boy band with Jodas Brothers. You need a rock chick. You do. And here comes Demi Lovato. You need you need a rocker. Here comes Demi Lovato. And then later on, we'll get Selena. And when we review her album, if we do, we'll see where Selena fits into that table. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do talk that. About, talk about songs and albums I do not know. No. At least with at least with the two albums, three albums we've done. Well, I know that's them, not true because Selena Gomez and the scene. Well, that would be the first album. Okay, that I'll talk about. I love that stuff. But see, I've I've I only know one song from Selena Gomez. In the I know scene. like two or three. Two or three, but never a full album. No. Anyway, but yeah, that's and I think Demi, literally, Demi came to the table and said, "Can you guys scooch over?" <laughs> it's my tray is full with a show, a movie, <laughs> a tour. I I need to sit. I was like, they're like, Miley, all you have is a wig in your tray. They were like, Demi, you will not have time to sit until 2010. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Shoes. But if so we're going to do, if we're doing favorite track. Oh, yeah, favorite, favorite track. Track. I think my favorite track is probably Don't Forget. Mm. I think it's Don't Forget. If it's not Don't Forget, it's Get Back. I'm going to say, so are you going to say Don't Forget? Favorite get back honorable mention? 
my honorable mentions would be Get Back and La La Land kind of together because those three are like the ones I like the most. Okay. But I, I think would... Don't Forget will come out on the top. I'm going to say Don't Forget is my favorite as well. But my honorable mentions are On the Line featuring the Jonas Brothers and Believe in Me. Okay. What is your least favorite song? Probably either Party or the middle just because i don't remember them i'm gonna say party for sure because it was just a bunch of it was sloppy <laughs> it was jibble jubble <laughs> it was jibble jubble jibble, jibble. Slippy, slippy slippy okay so what's the disney channel lesson we learned today my disney channel lesson for the day is um maybe if you can't if you don't love someone off their meds you don't love them that's a really good advice. <laughs> I would say uh, if you're entering the Disney machine, you better have taken all your beauty sleep because if you're anything like Demi Lovato, you will not be getting any sleep. You got to learn to take, you got to learn to sleep where you, where you can. Because <laughs> from 2008, <laughs> 2010, that's what Demi was doing. I know. <laughs> It would be like, excuse me, Demi, you're asleep standing up at the bank. <laughs> like Demi was, you know how many times Demi was probably in an award show in that time with her, with their eyes open and probably asleep. Like nap. Like, like Z- Zendaya's not- there filling the seat and Demi's like. <sighs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with their eyes open. Because they're like, I got to do something. All right. So. Uh, Becca, if people want to see where that you still eat at Ronald's or McDonald's, you never fit what's the official lyric, but where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, uh, H E Y O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner, for my Robin Williams reviews, getting into the latter half of those this year and in the top of 2022. So make sure that you are there. For that, you can also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, YGSSG, on all the socials. Uh, We are kind of, I think, going to be on a creative hiatus until the beginning of the year. But definitely go back and listen to our backlog or just check out our socials and things. Yes. If you want to find me at Ronald's or McDonald's, you can find me at Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter, H Cameron Martin. And if you want to keep up to date with all things Time Machine, we're on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and tiktok just type in time machine podcast you'll find us uh tell us what you like tell us what you don't like tell us what you want to hear rate and review us comment tell us everything you want about this podcast we love talking with you guys we want you guys to enjoy this podcast so much because we enjoy making it so so much well there you have it let's don't forget don't forget and don't forget about us we will be taking a break next week because of the holidays but we we will be back with a special merry month of themed episodes. yeah we'll definitely be doing another themed month of some fun christmas episodes so make sure that you are around for that and until next time we will see you later time travelers buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs>